Specialty Story, session number 52. Whether you are a pre-med or a medical student, you've answered the calling to become a physician. Soon you'll have to start deciding what type of medicine you'll want to practice. This podcast will tell you the stories of specialists from every field to give you the information you need to make sure you make the most informed decision possible when it comes to choosing your specialty. Welcome to Specialty Stories. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week for what I think is a pretty good podcast, Specialty Stories. We cover specialties by talking to physicians about their specialty, what drew them to it, what they like about it, what they don't like about it. But we also cover specialties by digging deep into match data. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to cover pathology. Now, pathology is something that a lot of students are interested in, surprisingly to me. Uh, it shouldn't be surprising. It's a, it's a medical field out there, and there's a lot of people that are interested in the nuts and bolts of pathology. The very first specialty stories was a dermatopathologist, somebody who has studied dermatology and then went on to do some fellowship training in, in more specific pathology. And we had a forensic pathologist on talking about her career. And so now we're going to dig into pathology data. So I get all of my data from the NRMP. You can do a quick Google search for NRMP match data for 2017, and it'll bring you to the NRMP website at nrmp.org. And it is the results and data 2017 main residency match PDF. It's a long PDF, 124 pages. We're going to dig through each of the pages one by one, almost one by one, to talk about each of the points of data so that as you are going through the process, you can understand what this data is telling you and what you should know to better plot a path if you want to be a pathologist or going back and listening to previous episodes where we'd covered anesthesiology, emergency medicine, OBGYN, pediatrics, PM&R, general surgery, orthopedic surgery. We've covered, we've covered a bunch of the match data before. So this will help kind of reaffirm in your mind how to look at this data and what to do with the data. So let's dig into pathology. So again, looking at the main residency match data for 2017, looking at table one. Table one tells us a general overview of the match. It's called the match summary. It tells us the number of programs, how many positions offered, how many unfilled programs there were, how many U.S. seniors and let me just re-clarify at the beginning here, U.S. seniors for the NRMP match data means U.S. students in an allopathic, an MD program who are still in school. So a student could have graduated from an allopathic program and are now applying to residency. Maybe they didn't get in the first time. Maybe they took a gap year for some reason. They were doing research. They wanted to travel, whatever it may be they are not counted as U.S. seniors. Caribbean students, international medical grads, foreign international medical grads, or U.S. citizen international medical grads are not counted uh, as U.S. seniors. DO students are not counted as U.S. seniors. We'll break down that data a little bit later. So pathology, alphabetical order list, easy to find pathology, 159 programs, 601 spots. So it's a very small specialty. It's very interesting. So let's cover some of these other ones just to give you an idea of how small 
the specialty is. Anesthesiology, 1,202 positions. Now, what's interesting with anesthesiology, right? Pathology, 159 programs. Anesthesiology, 124. Less programs, double the spots. So anesthesiology is much bigger residency programs than pathology. Here's another interesting thing. Unfilled programs for pathology, 33. 33 unfilled programs. It ranks up there with a lot of other programs that go unfilled. And it's kind of interesting why pathology would go unfilled. So number of U.S. seniors applying, only 232. So out of 600 spots, only 232 U.S. seniors are applying to pathology. Now, if we just roughly estimate 150 or so medical schools, it's always changing, increasing more and more. But if we say 150 medical schools, only a little over, let's say, one and a half students per medical school are applying to pathology. So it's not a lot. Not a lot of people, not a lot of seniors, medical students, are applying to medical school. So it's very interesting. 846 total applicants for those 601 spots. And even though there were more applicants than positions, 33 programs still went unfilled. So let's go ahead and look at this last column here, or second to last column, the percent filled. So out of the number of students who filled pathology, only 36% were U.S. seniors and 91% of all of the spots, almost 91% of all the spots were filled. So that's, again, table one, match summary for 2017 for pathology PGY1 positions. Pathology does not have PGY2 positions, and it does not have any physician positions in here. So very small programs, a good number of programs, but very small programs. So let's look at table two, which tells us matches by specialty and applicant type. So here's where it kind of digs into U.S. seniors, U.S. graduates, osteopathic students, Canadian students, fifth pathway, U.S. international medical grads, and non-U.S. international medical grads. So we look at pathology. Again, 601 spots, only 545 were filled. And this data, remember, this data is only pre SOAP, so the pre-supplemental offer and acceptance program, 545 is pre-SOAP. So we'll look at the SOAP data to see if they actually filled all of their programs after the SOAP. U.S. seniors, 216 U.S. seniors were accepted out of the 545. 25 U.S. graduates, so 25 U.S. MD graduates who were doing something else, uh, graduated and then matched. 32 osteopathic students, no Canadians, no fifth pathways, 57 international medical graduates, U.S. citizen international medical graduates. So those were students who went to the Caribbean, went to Israel, Australia, Scotland, wherever they went, and are coming back and doing residency. 215 non-U.S. citizen IMGs. So these are students who graduated who are not U.S. citizens but are coming over here to do training. And then 56 unfilled spots. So again, that's table two, 2017 match data from the NRMP. 
One of the best tables I like to look at to see what's going on in the world is table three, how many spots are available each year. So in table three, we look at 2013 through 2017, and every year it goes up by 2.1 or 2.2%. So it's a slow, slow, steady rise in number of spots available. Scrolling down a little bit further, table eight shows us the number of positions offered and the percent filled by U.S. seniors and all applicants from 2013 to 2017. So again, we said year over year from 2013 to 2017, those spots have been gradually increasing, although there was a dip in from 2015 to 2016, which is interesting. The number of U.S. seniors who are filling those spots went from 45.1 in 2013 in 2014, 46.6 in 2015, down to 42.8 in 2016, and further down to 35.9 in 2017. So there's been a pretty sharp decline from 46.5 all the way down to less than 36% of U.S. seniors filling up those spots. So there are less U.S. seniors who are interested or seem to be interested in going into pathology. Why that is, I don't know. Table 9 is a fun one to glance at to see how big pathology is in the grand scheme of all the other specialties here that the NRMP tracks. So pathology, all applicants match to PGY1 positions by specialty. 2% of them, 2% of all Students who matched, matched into pathology. Now, just to give you some reference, let's look at some other ones. So anesthesiology, 4.1%. Emergency medicine, 7.4%. Family medicine, 116 Internal medicine, 256 Now, let's look ar- around to see what's around pathology. Orthopedic surgery, 2.6%. So it's bigger than pathology. That's really the only one that's close that compares. There, there are some that are less. Neurology is 1.7%. And medpeds is 1.3%. So it's a very, very small residency program. And that was table nine. Those are all applicants. Table 10 is just U.S. seniors. 1.2% of U.S. seniors matched into pathology. That's less than it was last year at 1.5, which was less than it was the year before at 1.7. And we kind of covered that already, showing less and less U.S. seniors are interested in pathology. Table 11 shows us osteopathic students. So if you're an osteopath and you're interested in pathology, there's another sharp decline in pathology for osteopathic students. It was 2.1 in 2016, 2.1% of all osteopathic students that matched into an NRMP trackable specialty, trackable program, 2.1% of all osteopaths matched into one of these programs. In 2017, only 1.1%. So it was 51 last year, it's 32 this year. It was 44 in 2015, which was 1.9%, 51 at 2.4% in 2014 and 2.4% in 2013. So it's gone down dramatically over the years. And you would assume because of that, table 12, 
you would assume that foreign trained physicians would go up. And that's what table 12's, table 12 shows us. It shows us that there were 272 foreign trained physicians who matched into a PGY1 spot for pathology. That's 4.1%, 3.3% last year in 2016. So that's going up. The US trained physicians is going down. Figure six shows us percentages of unmatched U.S. seniors and independent applicants. So here, independent applicants is anything other than U.S. seniors who ranked each specialty as their only choice. So this figure is showing us students who only ranked pathology or the any of the other specialties only ranked that one specialty. And so pathology is pretty high up on the list for total unmatched applicants at 23.3%. And that's because there's a large contingent of US uh, of of non-US trained foreign medical grads, so uh, non-US citizen international medical grads rather that are applying to pathology. So that's why there's a large percentage of unmatched total applicants. 33.5% of those are unmatched independent applicants, which are anybody other than US seniors. And only 5% unmatched U.S. seniors, which shows you, right, that if we go back and look at table one, there were a a lot of spots for a little number, few number of U.S. seniors applying, and yet 5% of them still were unmatched. And that could be any number of things. It could be that they didn't apply to enough programs. It could be that their board scores were terrible. It could be that they didn't have enough research experience, didn't have enough exposure to pathology and didn't know what they were talking about when they were asked, why do you want to be a pathologist? It could be that they just aren't very good interviewers. It could be that they're weirdos and uh, nobody wants to, to play with them, so to speak. And that's what residency is all about. It's all about getting to know that person who's sitting across from you at the table during the interview and questioning, can I work with this person for 80 hours a week for the next four, five, three, whatever years? And a small percentage of those, 5% in this case, of U.S. seniors didn't match in pathology for any number of reasons. All right, so we talked earlier about the number of unfilled spots from Table 1 and how that didn't include the SOAP. Now, Table 18 is the SOAP. So now we can look at SOAP. There were 31 pathology programs that participated in the SOAP for 54 positions. And what's interesting about that is that if you look at table one, there were 56 positions originally that went unfilled. So two positions magically disappeared and we'll never know what happened to them. So were there 31 participating programs, only 22 programs after the SOAP went filled and 45 spots were filled. So even after the SOAP, there were nine positions still available. When you look at 2016 for pathology, there were 14 spots or 14 programs for 24 spots and all of those spots went filled in 2016. So there were more spots available for the SOAP and still some went unfilled. So it's telling me that there are not a lot of qualified candidates for pathology out there if these programs are going unfilled because it hurts the programs to go unfilled. 
All right, so now we're going to skip to charting the outcome. So if you go back to the NRMP match data site and look at charting outcomes in the match for U.S. allopathic seniors, we're only going to look at the U.S. allopathic seniors. Feel free to look at the osteopathic medical students and graduates as well as the international medical graduates. There's just as much information for them as well. But just to go over one set of data and then you could look at the rest of the data to see how it compares and and how to use that information. So if you go all the way down to table PTH1 for pathology and look at this table and it shows you a lot of information. The mean number of contiguous ranks is the first one here. So that means how many programs did the student rank before leaving a blank spot in their rank list? Those who matched had 9.9 contiguous ranks. Those who did not match only had 5.1. And just to re-clarify, this is data from 2016. So the original data we were talking about, the match data, was 2017. Charting the outcomes is still using 2016 data. So mean number of contiguous ranks, 5.1 for those who did not match. And so that means every one that we've looked at, it's showing that you need to rank enough programs if you want to match. If you're restricted by geography or some other reason, then you need to be aware that there's a good chance you won't match because of that. Mean USMLE step one score, 233 for those who matched, 210 for those who didn't. And so there's a very, very, very low step score for those who did not match versus those who did. Is that why they have a lower number of ranked programs because they didn't apply to as many because their score was low. There's lots of variables to think about. Mean step two score, 243 for those who matched, 225 for those who didn't. Mean number of research experiences are about the same, 2.8 versus 2.4. Mean number of abstracts, presentations, and publications. Those who went unmatched had more, 7.6 versus 5.9 for those who matched. Maybe they were spending too much time writing abstracts and not enough time studying for the boards. We had a percentage of AOA members, 13.3% who matched, 0% who went unmatched. So you could say, just looking at this data, you have to be AOA to match, right? But that's not what this data says. That's just numbers. That's just what the data shows. Um, The percentage who graduated from one of the 40 U.S. medical schools with the highest NIH funding, 37.6% for those who matched, 12.5% for those who went unmatched. Those who have PhD degrees, 22.4% for those who matched and only 20% for those who did not. So that is what the data is telling us for all of the pathology applicants who matched and did not match. All right, so that's it for match data. Let's dig into the lifestyle reports from Medscape. So if you Google Medscape Lifestyle Report for 2017. The second slide on here is which physicians are most burned out. And pathology is almost near the bottom at 43%. Psychiatry and mental health are the lowest at 42%. So it's right there, which is great. Pathologists are pretty happy. 
What's interesting is how severe is your burnout pathology is near the top at 4.4. It's a random one to seven scale, and most are, are all of them are between 3.9 and 4.6. So I don't know how useful this second slide is, or slide number three on here. Slide 18, which physicians are the happiest at work and outside of the work? Pathology is pretty low for at work at 36% and 30 and 66% rather outside of work. So it's pretty low for pathology there. And then moving on to the Medscape Physician Compensation Report for 2017, just Google that Medscape Physician Compensation Report. Looking at slide four, which is average annual physician compensation. Pathology is kind of middle of the pack at $293,000 a year. Pediatrics, the lowest, 202. Orthopedics, the highest at 489. Slide five shows us who's up and who's down year over year. Pathology is higher up at 10% increase right along there with pediatrics, or not pediatrics, with orthopedics. Pediatrics is the only one that went down year over year. Pathologists, I guess, luckily feel fairly compensated at 62%, which physicians feel fairly compensated. Emergency medicine is the highest at 68%. So pathology is right there in the top five, which is great. Only 76%, looking at slide 38, only 76% of pathologists said they would choose medicine again. 83% is the highest with rheumatology. The lowest is neurology at 71%. And right in the middle of the pack for the percentage of pathologists who said they would choose the same specialty, 85% said they would choose the same specialty if they had to do it all over again. And that covers all the data for pathology. We covered match data from the NRMP, the charting the outcomes again from the NRMP. We covered lifestyle report from Medscape and physician compensation report as well from Medscape. So hopefully, if you're interested in pathology, this podcast has helped you. If you're not interested in pathology, it'll help you break down the data as you see fit, looking at the NRMP match data, going through and trying to figure it all out on your own. I hope you have a great week. Don't forget to check us out again next time here at Specialty Stories.